Okay, yes, it's just a couple things popped into my mind. Um, we provided some funding for a cosmetics manufacturer to move from the existing multi-story space where they were to a brand new, large, single, single-story building. And they had gotten money from the bank. They had gotten money from the economic development um, association and they still were short of money. So one of the things we can do is to fill gaps. So we fill the gap and lent them additional money that they needed and they were able to move into the new space and become more efficient and the business grew and, and did, did very well for them and also did well for us. And um, so that was a a good example, and then a bad example was that we were asked to provide a credit line for people that seemed like they knew what they were doing. I think one was a lawyer, one was an accountant, and one was perhaps an engineer, something like that, and they wanted to they wanted to take money and back um, kind of small real estate investor reseller people. And so what they thought is they thought they would put out the money that the real estate people would, um, I guess, buy properties, put, put money into properties and sell them and then repay. And it turned out that it was, they weren't successful. They weren't successful. And I think that um, one of the reasons was that we were remote from um, the actual recipient of the money. We lent the money to this trio of the the lawyer and the accountant and the engineer, and then they were lending it to other people. Uh-huh. And and uh, so anyway, so they the things went bad for them. And then I remember investigating. Well. Maybe some of these properties that they invested in, you know, maybe there's some value in them. And I remember looking at one of them, which was a seashore property. It was in Atlantic City, as I recall, and it was the beach block. And I thought, well, you know, can't can't be too bad, mm-hmm. beach block. And then I went and looked at it, and there was a buildings that were fronting on the street and then there was a break in the buildings mm-hmm. and there was a narrow walkway in between two buildings walked in there and there was a there was a landlocked I guess it was a house landlocked house 
the only thing you could see if you're in that house was the other buildings that were all around. And uh, I thought, well, this is the problem. They bought something like this property, which is, is terrible. Who would want, who would want to have this property? Theoretically, it's close to the beach. <laughs> right. Yeah, it sounded, and maybe they never looked at it. I don't know, but uh, it, it was terrible. So that's an example of a good one and a bad one. Um, so what happens when, uh, as far as collecting, you know, as far as banks are concerned, I guess banks can, can always ruin your credit. Um, but what, what do you do in that case? Do you just sue them or um, how, do, how does it work? If well, most of the time, the collateral is really a secondary consideration in this type of lending. You, the the Wetabus funding takes whatever's available, whatever's the best available, but a lot of times it's behind a bank or something like that, or sometimes it really is not of any real value. And that's just that's just part of the territory. One thing that I did learn in my time in banking is that you really don't get repaid from collateral. I mean, collateral. Um, now I started getting some feedback, but anyway, you don't get repaid from collateral. I mean, maybe if you're lucky afterwards, the collateral was worth uh, what you put into it, but really you get repaid from the cash flow, the ongoing cash flow of the business. And that's the most important thing to try to back a business that has the potential for good cash flow. So your your deals involve uh, a percentage of the sales, some kind of uh, uh, percentage of the of the, of the gross uh, of the, the revenue. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Typically, they do have that. Sometimes we structure it a little differently, but that would be a typical part of it feature. Right. And I'm assuming the businesses that uh, that are interested in most cases are unable to uh, to get a loan from a regular bank. Um, is there a reason why they, they can't get... Well, there's two, there's two things. One thing is either they can't get a loan from the bank, or the other thing is sometimes they even can get a loan, but they don't get enough. So that's where... So we can help to fill a gap if they don't get enough. And then the yeah. other thing is sometimes we can read between the lines better for example, we provided funding to the head bartender to acquire a pub where he worked. Uh -huh. And typically in the, in the bar and restaurant business, people typically do not report all of their income. It's a notorious uh, thing. And, and uh, so the problem with that is that you get financial information, and the financial information says, hey, the the bar lost money. Well, if they lost money, how did they manage to stay in business for all right. those years? And so um, maybe we can interpret it better. We felt that, well, this guy's the head bartender. He knows what, what they're doing. And uh, it turned out to be a pretty good, pretty good bet, so... So you, you mean that a small business, in many cases, it, it kind of presents uh, itself as losing money somehow 
there's a cooking of the uh, expenses and whatnot just to save on taxes. And then, whereas in fact, they are making money. Is that what you're saying? That is correct. That is correct. And this is very widespread. It's interesting that no one from the government is willing to tackle this. But this is a very widespread thing. And... Um, but then how does the, how do you as a, as a lender make sure that the new guy is going to report everything, especially in, in, in uh, bars? I mean, you were involved in the, in the restaurant business, so you know that it's a cash business. Well, we're not the IRS, so that's not our, that's not the obligation of Tavis funding, but no, the, I know, the but obligation of them is to um, take care of the conditions of the loan. So. That's a that's a different. Oh, I say yeah, 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 but when you uh, when part of your return is based on sales, um, when it, when you're dealing with a cash business, how do you make how do you keep an eye on uh, the entrepreneur, a small entrepreneur? Well, that's a good point. Um, I'm trying to think what we have the right to audit. I'm trying to think whether we ever did. Uh, I don't know that we ever did formally. I have questioned some of our borrowers from time to time about it. Um, and I don't know, generally, uh, we felt that we were being treated fairly. So I, that, I guess that would be the answer. So um, <clears throat> just a couple of final questions. Um, What's more rewarding? Is it banking? I know you were president of uh, the bank uh, uh, for many years. Uh, or or um, this type of uh, uh, this type of business, the lending the lending business. Which, which one do you feel is more rewarding to you personally? But and not financially, but as far as uh, you know. Yes. Um, well, I got into it because it's really. It's really similar to the banking business. Um, yeah. I retired from the banking business, and of course, at first, yes, I missed the action. Uh -huh. But um, I do like Tavis funding in that I can mostly arrange my own schedule. And I've had some pretty good success with it. I think if I didn't have success, then I wouldn't be so happy about it. So it's, and variety is nice too. Experiences different things. I, I I have always enjoyed working with entrepreneurs, um, and so that that is a common um, common thing in the banking business. We were uh, very hands on in the banking business, and I believe that community banks can get to know their customers better. We knew our customers, and always like working with entrepreneurs. So it's it's very similar, I think. Great. Well, um, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but uh, this was great. I think the uh, responses were wonderful, and um, it's, it sounds very exciting what you're doing. Um, well, it's going to. I think it'll be a new, exciting phase after this, after this uh, COVID uh, thing. Um, as it. 
how does it, how is this affecting your business now? Considering that small businesses are uh, have, have zero revenue now, are you wow. uh, are you stopping the the payment? What's the uh, well, I think, uh, first of all, it's to be determined. Uh-huh. And I've had um, at least one small business ask for deferral of payments, to which uh-huh. uh, we agreed and offered deferral of payments to some other ones, um, one, of, one of which at least turned it down. Uh, so I don't know, but we'll have to, we'll have to just see. We'll have to just see what happens. I think that uh, there are so many people trying to interpret this new law that was passed, which I think is going to be difficult to make work promptly. Why? Well, I know that in the in the 2008 recession, uh-huh. the Germans had a program where the government provided funding to businesses if they kept people on the payroll. And I sort of thought that part of this program that we have now was trying to do that, and which which worked well for the Germans. Okay. Um, I'm not sure whether loans are the right way to do it and why it is done as a loan. In other words, it's, my understanding is that it's a loan that is forgiven if a, a business keeps keeps their employees on the payroll. Maybe it's cheaper to uh, put them on unemployment if they apply for it. I mean, businesses, the difference between a recession and now is that now businesses are completely, are, are stopping services completely. Isn't that the difference? Well, part of the program, no, part of the program is that, uh, and this is what worked in Germany during that 2008 recession, that they offered companies, um, I I assume it would have been grants to keep employees on their payroll. And I know that's at least part of this new law, that they're offering companies, instead of grants, they're offering them loans, and the loans are forgiven if they keep uh, people on their payrolls for, I think it's a couple of months or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know they're trying to work through the existing banking system, which sounds like a good idea because bankers are set up to do this kind of thing, but I'm afraid that it's going to require a leap of faith for businesses to say, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep these employees on the payroll. I'm going to, even if I'm a healthy business, I'm going to spend the cash that I have in hopes that I can get this loan and that the loan, that I'll satisfy the conditions so it's forgiven. Mm-hmm.